so strange but appealing. Welcome to the Bump Shop Diaries. Join us, perhaps you may want to listen to a Bump Shop story. All right, up against the wall. The words were growled out of the window of a black and white car. A blinding spear of light smashed into four sets of dilated eyes and the star-emblazoned door swung open. Eight hands slapped against cold, red brick as the bikers assumed the position. The sound of a pump shotgun coughing a charge of double odd into its chamber drowned out the humming city sounds. The blue steel barrel appeared across the roof along with sweeping bursts of red from the slowly revolving light. Officer John Measures stepped quickly to the men who had assumed a spread eagle against the wall and began to shake down the first man. Glad I've got these gloves on. I'd hate to have to touch one of these filthy bastards with my bare hands. Don't move a muscle. He told number one as he finished and moved to begin a pat-down of the second. The shakedown went smoothly and Measure paid scant attention to the men he had finished with, securing the knowledge that his partner would keep the 12-gauge staring at the bikers. He finished with the fourth and stepped back. All right, you pukes, turn around, but do it slowly. The four turned heads up, but eyes on the ground. Eye-to-eye contact with the man was an invitation for trouble, and a street biker had enough trouble without inviting anything extra. They said nothing. Hey, Marsh, come on around. They're clean. Officer Marshall slid around the nose of the patrol car, hands still fondling the steel and walnut browning shotgun. The gaping maw at the end of the barrel never wavered from its sightless staring towards the possible targets. Well, well, what do we have here? The question and the tone of voice were produced by two years of service in the old city cesspool of a jail where Marshall had watched blue-clad men move in the endless, mindless action of trapped robots. Looks like we found four candidates for a bus ride. All right, you creeps, let's roll up the sleeves. Number one began to unbutton the black sleeves. Number two made two turns in his sleeve and the trail of needle marks starting in the small veins of his inner wrists come into view. The bloodshot eyes of the uniform-clad men shifted to number three and met a pair of solemn blue eyes. Fuck you. The words were soft, almost uncaring in tone, and spoken in a matter-of-fact, semi-bass voice. The words were like a slap or a glass of ice water in the face while lying between warm blankets on a cold winter morning. The cop was used to something else from one he suspected of being a street hype. Hypes had a sort of gutless, silent, pleading to escape the 72-hour merry-go-round of a Mark's booking and the gut-wrenching, bone-grinding of the withdrawals that went with 72 hours without the sting of a dull throwaway 26. The attitude of the bikers was different, and the cop felt tiny lift of the short hair at the back of his neck. For seconds, the two looked at each other, their eyes locked, not like those of the hunter and the hunted, but like the eyes of two gladiators ready for combat, poised to drink the hate of each other's soul. 
to justify what was about to take place. All right, asshole. If that's the way you want it. Measure's right hand moved unconsciously to the small pocket low on the side of his right leg and slid into the black braided leather thong of the nine-ounce sap. Thick ripples soled beat shoes took three steps and his black glove-clad left hand reached across and seized the right shoulder of number three. He jerked, spinning the thin frame around and into the brick wall. Number four looked over at the scuffling action and a spark from his past chewed up into the drug-dulled present, causing him to reach out and arrest the sap-swinging hand in its downward arch. God damn it. A shaky hand jerked involuntarily, and a finger tightened only a single, silly millimeter on a splinter of steel. The explosion drowned the scuffling, slapping sound of shoe leather against the sidewalk, and a spew of eight soft lead slugs sprayed into the fighting men. One mushrooming pellet caught number one over the bridge of his nose. He dropped, dead before his body slumped sack-like to the sidewalk, and blackish-red goo dribbled from the thirty-two caliber hole in his face. Two of the pellets slapped into number two, tearing at his throat like a giant hatchet. He clutched at empty air, fell to his knees, and sucked frothy blood into his lungs. He drowned in his own fluid as he wore the flesh from his clawing fingers on the rough, finished concrete of the sidewalk. Pellets four, five, six, and seven found a place in the side of a 97-year-old building and sent chips of red brick flying. The eighth slug chewed through the basket-weaved gun belt and chopped a vertebrae out of John Measure's spine. It then split, one half gouging into a kidney. The other, along with a splinter of bone, cut out through the flesh in a red spray. An animal scream from the dying cop sounded in unison with the second blast of the browning. This one intentional. Two more bodies were smashed to the ground to add to the growing river of blood coursing toward the gutter. As the last two fell, Jim Marshall fled to the patrol car and jerked the mic from the dashboard. Pressed the red button and half screamed, This is a 999. One Tango 6 with a 999 at 10069 4th Avenue. Almost instantly, the smooth voice of the dispatcher came through the speakers and the cars patrolling the city. All units. All units. In the vicinity of 4th and Century, a 999. Shots fired. Officer needs assistance. All units respond. Marshall looked out through the window at the spilled bodies just in time to see number three raise the six-inch barreled colt he had pulled from the bloody holster strapped to the body of the crumpled policeman. It was a dead man who steadied the blue steel revolver and squeezed off one round of Superville ammunition. The soft, copper-jacketed slug was propelled by a magnum load and it snapped through the wind wing leaving a spider web in the glass. Slightly flattened, the blob of lead ripped into the face below the blue helmet. A splash of crimson exploded where a face had been, and the hand-held mic clattered to the floor to join the browning shotgun. 
blood sprinkled down on the mic and the gun as sirens screamed out in the night, telling the world that the city's finest were coming to the rescue. Atop the car, the revolving red light glared around and around. The six-inch barreled Colt clattered to the sidewalk and number three spoke his last words. Welcome home to hell, you motherfucker. Join us, perhaps you, may want to listen to a Bub Shop story. New and vintage merch available at BubShopBackroom.com. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Bump Shop Diaries. That story was called Welcome to Hell by Hank Garrison. Came out in 1975. And I figured, Welcome to Hell, Halloween, it was a good story to tell, you know? I feel like it went with the Halloween-type theme. I know it was a little bit on the shorter side for an episode, but, uh... I do have some longer longer episodes in mind. I just need to harness the power of a few friends to fill in some voice acting roles and and we'll we'll get that kind of stuff out, you know. Uh but them longer ones, they do take a lot more work. There's a lot more production that goes into it. Uh sound effects, the background music, you know, it's just a lot more work. And uh my time is limited because it is hunting season and man it's getting good we're getting we're getting into the rut and them bucks are moving was able to connect on one last weekend hit him let the arrow fly blew his heart out at like 13 yards he come out in front of me at like 75 70 yards something like that and just stood there straight out in front of me and i'm like go down go down go down and of course he didn't he just bounds across this field and into the next tree line i'm like oh man but uh it was about 20 minutes before dark so i sat there until dark in case something else came through which nothing did but uh i went and checked blood where it crossed the first trail before it went across the field i'm like oh man yeah this dude's down somewhere so uh was tracking it at night and you could almost not even use a flashlight it was that it was that good of a blood trail that i mean it was just just he he went 100 he went like about probably 150 yards and uh yeah so when i gutted him i'm like dude dude had no heart and one lung and still went up one fifth like white tails are so tough and speaking of tough white tails we got a tough whitetail for you at bumpshopbackroom.com. This dude's riding a chopper. He's got a hunter dressed in tree bark strapped to the sissy bar. It's a t-shirt I'm talking about. Go check it out. Bumpshopbackroom.com. Uh, it's the new design. Appreciate everybody who's copped one. Uh, working on getting it on a hoodie, too. So if you want it on a hoodie and you don't see it yet, just hold off. Follow the Instagram, Bump Shop Diaries. And, uh, you know, when it's available, you'll see it. You'll Everything you'll need to know will be right there. Also made some updates. Um, got some different vintage accessories. Got some tree bark stuff up. Some vintage tree bark stuff up on the website. So, you know... Just check the website when uh, when you think about it, because you never know what's going to be up. I know a lot of like people who sell vintage stuff, like you know, they do like drops, like this Thursday at two p.m., which is probably the smarter idea because you can like promote it and whatever. But I just like 
update stuff here and there so you never know you can probably follow follow the instagram bump shop diaries and then i'll you know you see a story or something be like oh okay i see he uploaded a thing that i like and then you can go get that thing and you know buying stuff just helps make the podcast happen and you know makes more cool shit happen like that you know so uh I got nothing else for you, really, do I? What else do we got? We got nothing. It's time to go hunting. You need to go hunting. And if you need to uh, catch you a little pick-me-up in the morning during hunting, we got coffee, too. We got a fucking great, great roast of coffee. I've been drinking it every morning for fucking months now. I'm working on getting a different roast set up a little bit darker for the dark days of winter. Uh, so that should be up soon too. And you, you know, you can catch all the updates on Bump Shop Diaries. That's the Instagram. And you can check out everything I have to offer you on bumpshopbackroom.com. So I appreciate all your guys' support. If you don't like any of the shit and you still want to give me some money to make better podcasts, then use the donate button. I don't know. That seems weird. That seems weird. But, uh, yeah, uh... I hope everybody who's who's spending time out in the woods is successful. I still got a couple more tags to fill, so pressure's off a little bit because I was able to fill the restricted tag, four points on one side, so that's always a good thing, you know? That way you see, like, a big six-point or something, you don't got to think about, like, oh, no, you know. That's always the worst when you buy the combo, and you shoot like a nice six point or something or fuck you shoot a four point a five point whatever you know it could be an older deer with a big rack and still not be an eight point or have four on one side or whatever it could just be the only fucking buck you've you've seen yet so you know you're like "Ah, i need some meat and fucking shoot this thing and then what happens is later in the season you see another six point or something you're like i can't shoot this thing because all I have is a restricted tag, which the counties that I'm hunting, I don't know, like the last five years have had no restriction on any tag. Even the restricted tag had no restriction, but they've changed that this year. Pay attention to your game laws. Get the booklet. It's online to read that shit. You don't want to get caught up by, uh, what's, what's B say? Johnny Green Jeans. You don't want to get caught up by Johnny Green Jeans slipping out in the woods because you didn't fucking read it and you in last year's rule ain't the same as they, they're always changing that shit they're trying to trick you and they're not sorry if they trick you i'll tell you that right now but uh yeah anyway get out in the woods get you some black coffee i don't even care if it's mine just get you some black coffee don't put creamer in it come on now you ain't gonna kill no deer putting creamer in your coffee Don't put no sugar in it. Sugar belongs on donuts. You know what I mean? Just get you some black coffee. Get out in the woods and get you some of that good venison. Anyway, have a great fucking day and enjoy. Bumpshopbackroom.com